Well, now that I know, or we know, that there are caramel-colored brown, covered brownies out back, I better get with it, huh? Uh, <laughs> today we're taking a look at handling sensitive subjects. And uh, this comes out of the questions that some of you sent in to Pastor Mark um, regarding faith in life questions. And this one was, uh, how do we handle divisive topics with our friends and our family. And um, as I forget who sent it in, although I think he just finished singing for a while, didn't you, Alan? (laughs) Um, uh, We're going to take a look at this, and um, I don't know about you, uh, but I first found out about this when I supported uh, a certain presidential candidate the first time I got to vote. Back in 1976, I was supporting and going to vote for a peanut farmer out of Georgia. And my dad threatened to throw me out of the house. (laughs) Um, There are a bunch of sensitive subjects there. We're going to take a look a little bit at it and uh, look forward with that. Uh, But here we see in today's lesson, Psalm 1, David says, Blessed is the one. Uh, What he means here is that the people who do this are going to be blessed not only by God, but also in their relationships and in their lives. He says, blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on God's law day and night. And in uh, one of the other lessons that I looked at for today in, in 1 Corinthians 2, the Apostle Paul said in coming to and speaking to the Corinthians, He said, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so as we take a look at that, um, some of the sensitive subjects that we have today um, are among these. Uh, Politics can be a sensitive subject as I found out at the tender age of 18. Uh, Is that the case in anyone else's house? Um, You know, depending on who you, you support or don't. Uh, money can also be a sensitive subject. What we're going to, um, even husbands and wives wrestle with this when uh, one wants to spend the money on this and the other wants to spend it on that. Um, for about seven years now, uh, my wife Ann has wanted to have a camper. My idea of camping is the heavenly bed at the Westin. <laughs> well, tomorrow we're picking up a camper. <laughs> <coughs> I figured, you know, if you're on a mission for seven years, I might as well give in because it's like, uh, and so we're picking up, it's, it's a little thing, but uh, we're going to give it a shot and see what it's like. You know, so money can be a, a sensitive issue where people complain and then like to say um, when things go wrong with the other person's expenditures, um, aren't those famous words, I told you so? Aren't they so great to hear at, coming at you when you make a mistake? Um, hopefully I won't do that should that happen. Um, another issue is worship style. Um, if you talk to some of the people at the, the 8 o'clock service here, um, they don't especially appreciate drums. Uh, being a part of their worship experience. And that's okay. Um, because I bet some of you here don't 
particularly appreciate an organ as your uh, musical instrument for service. And that's okay too. Worship style is a personal preference. Uh, religion can be another one. Um, back when I was young, if you were a Lutheran, uh, you had nothing to do with Catholics and vice versa. Today it's a little bit less so, um, but now today we've got Muslims and Hindu, and uh, I was in a, a forum last year, I think it's about two years ago, uh, where I had the, the, a person from the Church of Self-Realization sharing their thoughts, and it was like, <laughs> wow, um, I'll be nice, and I'll just say, wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've got, got different religions out there. Um, Another one that could be sensitive is sex, uh, having to do with premarital sex or outside of marriage sex or homosexual sex or hetero. I mean, any of that stuff can be um, a little bit controversial. Um, abortion can be another topic that raises people's blood pressure, divorce, um, mental health. And, you know, I'm embarrassed, but I didn't put immigration on here. I mean, what's the big hot topic in our country today? How to handle immigration and immigration reform. Um, another one that popped up on us this week, gun control. If you want to have a heated debate, all you got to do is say, what do you think about gun control? And you'll get one group that are saying, I'm against it, we should be free, you know, it's the Second Amendment and so forth. And another says, what do we really need guns for? Uh, in today's civilization. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it could be a sensitive topic. And, you know, one of the problems we have is that I've found in any room, there's always at least one person who loves to start the argument. Don't look at them right now, okay? <laughs> they're, they're the, uh, but they're the type that just like stir in the pot and, and they'll say, you know, they'll walk into Thanksgiving dinner and say, so dad, what do you think about President Trump? And knowing that it's going to get things going like that, you know, whether he's for or against it, and then the others are going to be excited. Um, there's always someone like that. And so part of it is, if you're going to argue with a fool, who's really the fool? You know, so um, think about that as we, we move forward and we look at sensitive subjects. You don't have to argue about them. Um, but David has some thoughts with regard to letting our light shine, to, to being uh, God's chosen people. And I've got this here, so I'd like you to kind of pull it out. The front side has no blanks. So if you don't like being told what to do, you can just look at this side and ignore the back, because the back has the five uh, fill-in-the-blanks that I've got for you today. But here in Psalm 1, at the very beginning of David's book of Psalms, um, David says, here's how not to live a blessed life. Uh, and so if you walk in step with the wicked, if you hang with the wrong crowd, that's going to create problems for you. Um, if you stand in the way that sinners take, and if you sit in the company of mockers. Now, as I read that, to me there seems to be a bit of ambiguity as to what he's talking about there. And so um, I did what I usually do is I look at different translations of the Bible. And there is a translation of the Bible called The Message, 
which is actually a paraphrase. So it doesn't take the original language from Greek or Hebrew into English, but it takes the English version and says, all right, here's what I think he's saying. And in the Message Bible, here is Psalm 1. How well God must like you. You don't hang out at Sin Saloon. Any ambiguity there? No, it's, you don't hang out Sin Saloon. You don't slink along dead end road. And uh, here's the one that we're going to talking about me. You don't go to Smart Mouth College. Uh, you know, he, he paints a clear picture here. If you're some, can you roll back to that, please? Um, if you're someone who hangs out with the wrong crowd, <coughs> you're probably going to have a less than blessed life because of the problems and the issues that are there. If you slink along dead end road and if you um, hang out at Smart Mouth College, you're going to be the kind of person that probably has some enmity, some animosity, some anger, and some issues going on with life. And so then David continues on in verses 2 and 3, and he says, However, you thrill to God's Word. I love the way he puts that. You thrill to God's Word. You, you look forward to reading, to meditating on, to studying, and to knowing God's Word. Uh, you chew on Scripture day and night. And imagine that picture. You, you read a passage and you just kind of you know, chew on it, mull it over, uh, kind of let it roll around. Um, you're a tree, plant. if you do that, you're like a tree planted in Eden, which bears fresh fruit every month never dropping a leaf, and always in blossom. Um, you know, that's the kind of picture. And then he goes on at the very end of, of this, and he says, you're not at all like the wicked who are mere windblown dust. Exactly the opposite of the righteous. Without defense in court, unfit company for innocent people. And then David kind of wraps it all up. God charts the road you take, however the road they take, is skid row. Pretty clear, isn't it? Um, and as David lays this out, um, he says, here's the choice you have to make. You can hang out with the sinners and the mockers and the complainers um, and head towards dead end row, or you can meditate on God's word. You can be someone who when the, the topic of, uh, let's say, politics comes up, you can be one who says, you know what? I'm going to just stand on what I know God has to say. And what God tells us is we are to pray for and support the elected officials that we have, whether we like them or not. We are to pray for them. And so whether, you know, Obama was your choice for president or Trump is your choice um, or neither, you still should be praying for them and praying that God would use them uh, to bless our land. And so... Um, here, we're going to take a look. Now, this is a short message today, but I'm going to take the minutes back at another time, okay? I'll let you know ahead of time, but we're going to get out early today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Put one down for Kathy. Well, <laughs> um, first thing you do when you're dealing with a sensitive subject is pray first. You know, if you're going to have dinner with someone you know who's going to try to push all your buttons and get you going, pray first. Say, God, help me. 
help me have patience, help me have peace, help me have clarity of thought. Um, and here in, in Nehemiah 1, this is an amazing story. Nehemiah is the cupbearer, the, the food taster, if you will, for the king of Babylon. And he gets word uh, from his homeland. He says, when I heard these words of Jerusalem's destruction, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And then I continued fasting and praying for 90 days, three months before the God of heaven. And then Nehemiah approaches the king and asks for his help in restoring Jerusalem to its glory. You know, it's okay if it takes 90 days to find out what the direction and purpose and plan is. Sit down and pray for that. Um, in today's psalm, <clears throat> David says, um, blessed are those who meditate on his law day and night. In other words, you pray and think about what God's plan is. You know, maybe if we spent as much time meditating or looking at God's word or praying as we do watching Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, right? I mean, maybe if we spent, or even the newspaper. I always forget that one because I like gave up the newspaper about six, seven years ago. Um, I got tired of reading the news that I'd already read the day before online. And, and so, but, you know, instead of spending all that time looking at and seeing what, what, you know, all these people have to say, take a look at what God has to say and the direction and purpose and plan that God has for you. Um, you'll find it, it's a lot less confusing and conflicting day. Second thing that I, I think God invites us to do is to study his word. Um, you know, we have... Um, daily bread and another devotional back there that are available and they come like set up for three months at a time. If you're looking for a way to read the Bible and to hear from God, that's a great way. I've got a couple apps on my phone that I use for my daily devotions. I also receive an email daily devotional each day from, from a different source. There's a lot of places you can go to to hear and study and know God's word. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Um, you know, find a way to grow in your faith. Um, where's Jeff? There he is. You have a study Monday mornings, right? What's that? Oh. Where's the dedication these days? Uh, <laughs> All right, um, Jeff leads a study on Monday mornings normally, except for tomorrow. Uh, is there more room in your class? Okay, if you're not doing anything Monday mornings, that's a possibility. Um, studying the, the, the last few hours of Jesus' life, it's a great opportunity. There are other Bible studies here. Um, Pastor Mark leads three different Life Together groups. Um, if you can't find one of those times that works... Um, let him know and I'll start another one. Um, I mean, we are wanting you to grow in your faith. Um, there are Life Together groups available um, mornings. Um, I don't know if there's any afternoon ones. There's a Saturday morning one that, that Christy there leads. There's Wednesday night. I think there's Tuesday night and, and Thursday night. I mean, they're everywhere. Um, all you have to do is ask for one. And if there's not one there, um, we'll create one. Um, but we want 
people here to study God's word, to know what God has to say. Um, Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. In Psalm 119, David says, I hate double-minded people, but I love your law, God. You know, double-minded is where you say on the one hand, but on the other. Um, What we ought to do is be able to say, well, this is what God has to say. And if we know the Bible, if we know God's word, we can do that. Um, Third thing we we, um, can and ought to do is listen for God's answer. You know, the Quakers have a a thing called waiting on the Lord. And when the Quakers get together and pray for something and they're asking for direction or, or whatever they're supposed to do, they will just sit there and say, we're not moving until we hear something. We are going to wait on the Lord to give us an answer. Um, Nothing wrong with that. I mean, how long did Nehemiah wait? 90 days. I can virtually guarantee that God won't make you wait 90 days. Um, But, you know, wait on the Lord. Um, Seek, uh, you know, when we we talk to people, as, as Solomon says here, uh, let the wise listen and add to their learning. You know, when you talk about sensitive topics with someone else, instead of saying, I'm going in this and I'm going to make them come to my point of view and agree with me, maybe say, how can I understand what has led this person to that conclusion? How can I understand what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and what they, they want? Um, you know, when you go into these conversations... Don't seek so much to be understood as to understand. Fourth, be loving with each other. Um, How often do these kind of discussions um, escalate into name-calling? You know, you fuzzy nerf herder. Where's that from? Star Wars. Um, You know, instead of calling people names, um, try to understand who they are and what they've got to say. Paul says in Ephesians 4, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you (coughs) with all malice. Now, notice he says all bitterness and all malice and all wrath and all anger. That in the Greek, by the way, means every bit of it. Okay, all, all of your anger. And then he says, be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Um, you know, the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. If you are in, a, in a, a discussion that those are not what's coming out of you, you need to say, stop. I have turned over to the dark side. Um, be loving, be kind, be compassionate towards one another. And then lastly, see, I told you it was going to be quick. Um, Pursue reconciliation. Anytime you get into a a discussion on a sensitive subject, um, focus not on necessarily being right, but being in a right relationship with each other. Um, My oldest son, Jake, uh, and I are on probably... As far apart politically as you can be on the scales of what we think is the right way and and what not to deal with things, but we can talk about it and we can disagree on it. 
and we can at the end of the conversation say, you know what, we may not agree, but we still love each other. That's the key. Um, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I tell you, if you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. God's children pray for those that they disagree with. Pray for those that they have different of, of opinions of or different views on. Um, and so don't seek to just be right, but rather seek to have a good relationship with one another. And then lastly, I just wanted to go back to the message. Um, don't hang out at Sin Saloon. Don't slink along Dead End Road. Don't go to Smart Mouth College. Instead, thrill at God's Word. Chew on His Scripture day and night. And I tell you, out of you will come such sweet spirit and advice and insight that people will be drawn to you rather than repelled from you because of, of who you are and what you have to say. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, so often when we get to dealing with sensitive subjects with uh, family or friends, um, <clears throat> not good things happen. Help us to allow the fruit of the Spirit to come through us that we might draw others to you through our attitude, through our words, and through our actions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. He didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you.